Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. We have lots to talk about today. For such a time as this, O God, we praise you and thank you for your grace and your mercy. Oh, we live in a broken world and the sheep are scattered. Forgive us for our wicked ways and lead us with your wisdom and your word. May we lean not on our own understanding, but know that all knowledge comes from you and that good old common sense comes from you. Protect this nation and those around the globe dealing with sickness and grief. May those who are strong bring help to those in need. Guide President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, I ask that you may, may, may they and their team and administration have wise counsel that will see this nation through the threats and the hysteria that seem to be a constant. UCSE Talk Radio, may I always bring truth and common sense to my listeners. I thank you for the CO2 Coalition and its members as they try to put out the fires of fear and give hope and facts to all. For such a time as this, I pray. Amen. Well, the top of the morning to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day, my friends. It might be a challenge to all you green beer once a year enthusiasts. But it will be at least a St. Patty's Day you can remember. It's not really a crisis until they take your beer away, is it? Right? Well, I'm not a beer drinker. I'm not really a drinker at all. Well, I take that back. I am a coffee enthusiast. It seems like only yesterday we were impeaching a president because he was an existential threat to America. No reason why, just that he was or is in the minds of some. And was it so long ago we were talking about the world coming to an end in 12 years, 10 years, maybe that's eight years now. The existential threat of climate change is it's a vague memory today. What matters today is toilet paper, which is a curious thing to hoard when your fear, your new existential threat is an upper respiratory virus. Americans should just calm down. Take a deep breath. We will get through this. Calm conquers while panic is the path to desperation and desperation is the key to disaster. America and the world, we have lots of things we should look upon and improve. We can't change the climate no matter how much money you throw at it or how many plots of land the government controls or the guns it might confiscate. We can't stop a virus. We can only treat the symptoms. And do our very utmost best to stay out of its path. Today I have a guest. His name is Dr. David Debertine. And he has a Ph.D. from Purdue. He has a passion for investing and for mapping detail strategies and build long-term wealth while minimizing risk. He has a doctorate in agriculture economics from Purdue, and he and I talked on the phone this morning, but we didn't talk about that. And I thought, he is right at home here at CSE Talk Radio. And he spent 39 years in Lexington, 
Kentucky. As a University of Kentucky College professor, researching and teaching a variety of courses and applied in applied economics and at all levels. Dr. Deberton, we welcome you to CSC Talk Radio. Thank you for being here with us today at such a short notice. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. We, um, I had an article from you, and you've also written a book, but I thought you ought to know you are in the heart of farmland right here. So being an ag economist, I thought it was just appropriate that you're here with CSC Talk Radio. Uh, we cover things like uh, uh, agriculture related, particularly livestock issues and land issues uh, regularly. So I really appreciate uh, what you have done in your lifetime for that. And uh, you are right at home here. I appreciate that. Well, you're more than welcome. Well, you wrote an article today, uh, Public Policy is Always Event-Driven. And uh, you kind of inspired my monologue after we talked this morning because we just chase one crisis after another. The new word is is existential threat. And uh, we see that today. Climate change isn't on anybody's minds or lips. It's all about the coronavirus, and, and uh, everybody's in a panic over that. And I thought it was interesting. You and I talked about some of that panic today, how they're they're taking all the frozen goods and then taking some fresh meats and such, but they're not they're not stealing they're not hoarding the canned goods. <laughs> and if it was me, I'd be grabbing canned goods. That's something you can keep in your house for a long time, especially if like electricity goes off or you have a storm. That's what I used to think about whenever I was raising my family. Uh, but you and I were a little bit curious as to why they're not taking up the canned goods. <laughs> the canned goods shelves are not empty. What was your theory on that? I was going to let my you share that. My theory on that is, is that canned goods come in metal containers generally, and that doesn't work in a microwave <laughs> unless you uh, open the can. And a lot and, of and people you got... are having trouble finding their can openers, apparently. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. They've forgotten how to open the cans. And uh, Do you remember those cans of ham that had the little key where you just twisted it open? Oh, oh of course. And there used to be coffee cans made that way as well, that, that you absolutely. had a key to open them. <laughs> well, we're missing the key today, aren't we? <laughs> I think so. The key to survival. Um, we talked about uh, the uh, science not being finished or not. What do they call it? Science is uh, settled. What did you say? Settled. 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 Science is science. settled. And it's not settled. And, and I, I really I laughed out loud when I read your article and you were t- claiming uh, the comparing the scientists with the coronavirus and the scientists with climate change. So I I was going to have you kind of share a little bit of your thoughts here today with my listeners on this article that you just wrote. Well, my thinking on that is, is that the climate scientists keep claiming that somehow or another scientists are all in agreement on something that they're predicting would happen 10 or 20 years off into the future. When, in fact, uh, it's very difficult to predict uh, what's going to happen in the case of the coronavirus uh, five days from now or three, even three days from now. And the virologists and the people that work on the coronavirus are uh, uh, sane enough to realize that you simply can't make long-term predictions like that with any degree of accuracy. And so their intelligence basically relates to the notion that they realize that there are lots of things that they don't know. And my only comment on the climate scientists is I wish that they would uh, 
draw the same conclusions that basically there's lots of things that they don't understand at all. And to try to make predictions or forecasts 10 or 20 years out then becomes a very, very difficult, if not impossible, task. You know, it's it's remarkable how in just... You know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and in just my lifetime, I have watched how the climate uh, theories have changed and evolved from this generation to that generation, and now it's an existential threat, and we've only got X amount of years left. And when I was in high school, uh, it was global cooling, and they were telling us there was a hole in the ozone, and, and you know we had to stop using hairspray. Uh, pollution, you had to stop using colored toilet paper, flowered toilet paper. I mean, it went on and on and on. Don't use the uh, paper straws use plastic and of course now they're they don't want you to use plastic they want you to use paper because i guess trees are a commodity we can uh, afford to lose now even though they're all burning up but it's you know i've just seen one hysteria after the other and they make no sense when you put them all together you you see them for what they are and that's hysteria we're going into a break i'm going to leave it at that and we'll we'll visit that hysteria when we come back. I want to talk a little bit more about what's going on with the coronavirus and science in that. And uh, since you're an economist, I want to talk a little bit about that. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm visiting today with Dr. David Debertine from the CO2 Coalition. Visit their website at CO2Coalition.org. That's CO2Coalition.org. Great stuff there. Great articles to read. Facts to glean. And we will be right back. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as common sense voices of integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE Talk 
blogtalkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Anna visiting today with Dr. David Debertine. He's with the uh, CO2 Coalition. I encourage you to visit the CO2 Coalition at their website, CO2Coalition.org. That's CO2Coalition.org. And... Uh, you can read all kinds of articles and glean all kinds of facts and, and get a new understanding of what's really taking place. That CO2, I, I like to coin a little phrase, uh, Dr. Debertine, that CO2 is good for you. And uh, I did that on Twitter one day and one evening, and, and I, I was called a racist for that remark. <laughs> so, <laughs> that. The people are crazy. I don't know what else to say. People are not using uh, good old common sense to... Uh, uh, to uh, think through what's happening, whether it be the climate, whether it be the virus, whether it be whatever the case may be. And, uh, I wonder how many high school students think that uh, carbon dioxide is an industrial pollutant and we'd be better off if there were none of it in the atmosphere. I, I would say probably understanding that plants use carbon dioxide and that's why life exists on Earth is not something that's generally known uh, by students right now. And that scares well, me. That is very scary. You know, they say by 2030, I think that's the date, uh, good old AOC, she wants to be completely CO2 free. So that carbon matter, free. I so so that AOC would think that carbon dioxide should be eliminated from the atmosphere as well. I you think know, I the think, understanding on that is very, very poor. Do they have it confused with carbon monoxide? <laughs> I know, have no idea like... except to say that I don't think they realize that plants require carbon dioxide for the the growth of green leaves. Absolutely. And once that gets shut down, we're in major trouble because you know, I everything learned... else depends on that. 
I learned that in junior high, but like I said, I'm no spring chicken. They may not teach that anymore, but I learned that a long time ago. And for some reason, it stuck with me. I always said, we we breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide, and the and the trees breathe in carbon dioxide and exhale oxygen. We need each other. And, exactly. Uh, you know, if you got a problem, plant another tree or a uh, flower garden or something. Right. Or a food garden, <laughs> for that matter. Exactly. But uh, I wanted to, since I saw that you were an agriculture economist, and I, I don't know if sometime we'll have to talk off the air and, and find out what uh, uh, parallels we might have in that uh, topic. But I... Yesterday, they were talking about stimulus money for the American people because of the economic disaster that this might cause. The closing of all the the restaurants and and schools and and other places that that need people in order to uh, to make a living. And I thought, well, what good is it going to do, you know, because Romney wanted to throw $1,000 to all the people. Every, every adult should get $1,000. Well, not every adult needs $1,000. Some people are sitting okay and don't need that. But how is that going to stimulate if you can't go anywhere and spend it? That didn't make That's any sense problem. to me. I was just looking at the stock market this morning, and uh, Darden Restaurants, it's apparent to Olive Garden, is down 23% this morning. Wow. Wow. And that's all because they can no longer seat customers in their restaurants. Right. Nor, they can have carry out. The waiters that get the tips uh, uh, are, are no longer able to function. Right. Well, so, I was also wondering. I had a, I have an article here from Ben Stein, who is an economist, and he's saying just stop all taxes. Just stop all taxes. Well, I'm I'm on board with that. You know, he said, "Yeah, it's going to add to our debt, but the debt's unpayable anyway." So just stop all taxes, so people wouldn't have to pay any income tax, any inheritance tax, any sales tax. Just stop it for the rest of the year. What do you, what do you think of that thought? Things that are theory? going to have to go back to some semblance of normal, and the question is: Is that in the next few weeks, or is it that in the next few months, or is it going to take years for this to? Uh, to recover. I have no idea, and I don't think the virologists have any idea either um, in terms of how long it might take. Mm. So I was we're reading in some, some rather uncharted uh, territory right now. Uh, definitely, because it is a new strain of this coronavirus. And uh, I was reading this morning, actually, somebody else was reading and sharing it with me that uh, that. They don't believe they don't know everything yet. They're still learning, but that it doesn't that this particular virus doesn't like sunshine. So uh, that's that's one of the discussions, and it also relates to whether or not it's very temperature dependent. And as soon as things warm up, it will uh, tend to go away. But nobody knows for sure. That's why right. viruses do, and some viruses don't. As I read that, oh yeah. Oh, well, we know that from summer to summer. They used to have a commercial years ago for some kind of a, a cold medicine that a summer cold is a different animal and had this little monster walking around with the slobbery nose and all that. And, and uh, you know, so the vi- there are viruses that exist in cold and heat. And, and so we do know that. And we, we don't know what the coronavirus is going to do because it's it's a new strain of this virus. And so we just don't know. Um 
we know that it affects, obviously, it seems to affect the elderly and those that are not well, those who might have uh, other health conditions, uh, diabetes, lung conditions, lung disease, uh, heart disease. Their their systems are already uh, compromised and their immune system is, is not... At, at the peak that it should be. And I guess that's what us people that are over 60, that's our problem too. So, But, you know, so uh, they just don't have any answers. But we do know certain things. Uh, common sense tells us to, to stay put, don't panic. And uh, I was telling you on the phone, and I'll, I'll share with my listeners, that over the weekend my son sent me a, a picture of their Walmart, and I'm sure every one of you have experienced this, with empty shelves. <laughs> totally and completely empty shelves of paper goods, particularly toilet paper and Kleenexes and hand sanitizers and bleach and uh, things that you clean. That makes me wonder if they hadn't been clean in their houses before <laughs> in their toilets. And, uh, you know, all these items are just empty. And the microwavable frozen foods, gone. But canned goods... Aren't, aren't something that they're hoarding. And we mentioned that earlier in the show. And uh, I was telling uh, Dr. DeBerton and my listeners that that was one thing I stocked up on when I thought a winter storm was coming. And I had a house full of little children. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be able to feed them and keep them going. And so we stocked up on canned goods. And we did it a little at a time. We didn't go and get it all at once. You know, when they had a sale, we buy the corn or the green beans or whatever. And that was if we didn't have some from the garden. There was times I, I had plenty from the garden. There was other times I didn't. But we we kept that going. And uh, I've kind of fallen away from that. I don't have five children in the house anymore, so I don't I don't stock up like I used to. Um, I still have plenty. I think I could make it for a couple of weeks. I won't starve. But um, fun thing for everyone to try is to come up with a recipe using only canned goods to feed their awesome. family in the coming weeks and see how that goes. That would be a great challenge for everyone. Uh, kind of like the dump cake. You just dump everything together. <laughs> Everything's fixed. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, you could do that with casseroles, I'm certain. Uh, you and I talked about canned salmon and I canned tuna, canned uh, chicken, canned, you know, canned meat that keeps. You don't have to uh, take all the fresh meat out of the... Um, out of the uh, grocery store, you can get the canned goods and have them, and they're there. And exactly. uh, when this all passes, if you didn't have to use them, you can use them later. You, you know, it's it's there, and they're staple. And uh, so this is ahead, a little sir. bit of a prepper thing, but it's a fun prepper thing to try to figure out exactly how you would eat from a supply of canned goods. I think that's a good challenge. We're going to throw that out there, how you would make a meal on just canned goods, just canned goods, nothing else. And uh, uh, I think I could do it because I don't like to buy fresh chicken too much anymore, so I buy the canned chicken. I think I could do it, but uh, that's a good challenge for everyone to stay calm and and come up with some ingenious ideas, something something that's going to... uh, uh, make staying at home with the kids uh, a little more fun. We were throwing out ideas yesterday. Uh, if you've got a house full, you know, a family, uh, things you can do. I said, today, Americans very seldom sit down at a meal together. 
So this will be a new thing. <laughs> actually making conversation and not on their phones or their tablets or their computers. So actually making conversation. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're headed into another break. When we come back. We'll, we'll stick with uh, climate change and talk about some of that and the existential threats that people are panicking over. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. If you want to join in and have something you want to add to this conversation, 877-895-5410 is the number to call. That's 877-895-5410. We're visiting with Dr. David Debertine with the CO2 Coalition. Visit their website, co2coalition.org, or just go to my website, or while you're sitting there, just, just click on the CO2 Coalition icon, and you'll go right there. And Dr. David David Debertine and Beth Ann will be right back. There is no fake news allowed. The cold, hard facts are what's happening in the West as well as where you are. Range Magazine's over 25 years of experience covers news that you'll never hear on mainstream media. As the winner of four consecutive Freedom of the Press Awards, Range Magazine is true to its written word. Journalism is not dead. Truth lives in Range Magazine. Don't miss the great stories, photos, and art that is featured in each of the Range Magazines. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. Ask CJ about her buckaroo calendar or her latest book as well as special offer for csc talk radio listeners home home on the range truth in range magazine educates americans regarding the bureaucratic invasions in our lives the taking of our land life and our liberty bring america home home to range magazine visit rangemagazine.com call them today 1-800-726-4348 tell them beth ann sent you home on the range For such a time as this, we know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray? For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from illegal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. Return. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I, I already have a recipe, uh, Dr. Debertine. Um, everybody loves the uh, green bean casserole. All you got to do is make your green bean casserole and, and add a can of chicken to it. Add the canned chicken to it. Go ahead. What I would do is I would I would braise that chicken out of the out of the can before I put it in that casserole and then bake it. And you've got your full meal deal there. That sounds like a great recipe. It is. It is. I mean, I've, I love green bean casserole, and I've had a casserole before that has the chicken in with the green beans, but instead of using the onion rings, it used uh, um, the uh, tater tots, the frozen tater tots in it, uh, like the hamburger tater tot and cheese recipe. But we said canned goods, so I couldn't use the tater tots, so we're going to have to go to the, the onion rings. <laughs> so I got all – I've got <laughs> – I've already improvised. You know, I had I raised five sons, so I had to I had to use my imagination a lot of nights at dinner. <laughs> but I think it's a good idea to do that, and uh, um, I just think that people need to calm down. We've had a lot of hysteria over climate change, and just let's get a little serious about that for just a minute, Doctor, because what really bothers me is how the children have been fed this fear and they are afraid of the future some of them don't want to have children because they think that's going to add to the death of the planet and i'm and i'm stopping here and i'm thinking you know especially with the adults that are feeding them this stuff if everybody did that how many generations down how many years down through generations would that be before we had no life left on the planet of course if they take away all the carbon we won't anyway but it bothers me that children are afraid. Instead of being children and going outside and playing and enjoying and, and dreaming about what they want to do with their future, uh, they're, they're afraid of it. And that actually makes me angry at people like uh, Al Gore and AOC and some of these actors that jet set around and then tell the rest of us we can't drive to work. It really upsets me. And... Uh, I'm going to let you kind of chime in on that because you've got a little more of the scientific wisdom there. Well, my thinking on that is that uh, 
the groceries that you have in your grocery cart that contain carbon, that carbon may have very well come from uh, something that others might say was an industrial pollutant. The plant doesn't really care whether the carbon dioxide comes from uh, natural sources or from some um, man-made sources. And furthermore, if you really want to uh, uh, take up carbon dioxide, the thing to do is to go out and plant a tree because the tree will use carbon dioxide and it doesn't care either as to what the source of that carbon dioxide is. We just go crazy, and people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she made a comment here a year or so ago about uh, uh, community gardens. Now, I don't have anything against community gardens. I think that's a fine thing. But she thought it was we needed to be more cultural, respectful, and plant yucca instead of broccoli. I'm thinking, well, I've never eaten I've never eaten a yucca. I have eaten broccoli, and I didn't know you could eat yucca. So I had to do a little research on that, and apparently you can eat yucca, just like you can eat cactus. That doesn't mean I like it. But, you know, you've also got to stop and think about what grows in your area and doesn't grow in your area. And I'm not sure that New York is a place you can actually grow yucca real healthily, but I could be wrong about that. Uh but did you hear her talking about that back in the day? Uh, I didn't hear that specific comment. My only concern on AOC is is that maybe she thinks that uh, life could continue without carbon dioxide in the air at all. And I would like to yes. ask her that so- at some point in time, whether that's what I, she believes. The that must be what is, she is believes. The EPA has... Uh, in the past, at least, attempted to label carbon dioxide as being an industrial pollutant as opposed to a life-giving gas. Well, she's worried about the gas, the cows giving gas. Yeah, yeah, we know that part. You know, that's in the Green New Deal that she supposedly wrote. I doubt that she did. But, you know, being a man with some agricultural knowledge... Why would they think the cow's gas is any worse than other people, <laughs> other animals' gas? <laughs> you know, it's it makes absolutely no sense. That's also true, but keep keep in mind also that uh, cattle are one of the uh, easiest ways to convert materials, namely grasses, into uh, food that uh, humans can eat that we have. Uh, that's what a cow does. It takes uh, stuff that could never be consumed by humans and converts it into something that we uh, uh, enjoy eating. And that's quite that a take, trick. It takes three stomachs to do that. <laughs> uh, actually, four. <laughs> four stomachs. Okay. I was thinking they had yeah. three. But, yeah. you know, it's... it's um, of course, a lot of those don't want us to eat meat. You know, we're we're evil if we eat meat. And and there's people that don't, and I'm fine with that. If they don't want to eat it, I don't have a problem with them not eating it. I have a little problem with them telling me what I can and cannot eat or what I can and should or should not plant in my garden or community garden. Um, it's all about a control issue, and that's what we recognized in the Green New Deal. And they want to control the land. They want to control the people, what you eat, what you breathe. And uh, she probably, I don't know what she really thinks about CO2, but she is one of those making that comment that we should be zero 
carbon by 2030. I think that's the the year that they keep giving. So just making that statement shows me that she doesn't believe in science. They keep throwing uh, the that at the president. The problem there is that there's a kind of a childlike belief that somehow or another that if the government decrees something to happen, that the uh, research will fall out of the sky somehow and solve problems that are considered uh, not resolvable. That particularly well, goes do- for things like battery technology for automobiles and so forth. <laughs> well, they do kind of believe that. They keep throwing money at things and think that's going to solve the issue. And, of course, it's not going to solve the issue. It may it may help with some of the symptoms of an issue, but it's not going to solve the issue. Uh, they talk about the expense of health care, but they're always talking insurance. They're not talking about why does this pill cost so much? Why does it cost so much to have an X-ray? They don't get the underlining problem, the 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 foundational problem, they go after the symptoms of the problem, and forcing everyone to have insurance isn't going to fix the cost of a pill. In fact, that's what's made the cost of the pill go up, that's in my right. opinion. So, that's right. so we go into one existential threat after another, but... Uh, like I said, I really appreciate what you wrote in this article this morning, trying to to recognize that nobody's even thinking about climate change today because they're all worried about a virus. Nobody's That's thinking about the impeachment today because they're all worried about the virus. And I think the virus is a, a, a bigger threat than than definitely than climate change and definitely than impeaching the president. Um, I think that uh, we have to recognize it for what it is and not panic. That's but correct. the problem the problem with climate change is they don't really recognize it. They just say this is it and if you disagree with me then you you don't believe in science. And CO2 coalition has been such a um an eye opener. Well, you've confirmed my beliefs. I'm not a scientist. But I I remembered what I'd learned like I said earlier in school when I was growing up. And their predictions And their statements against CO2 never made any sense to me. And having the scientists behind me really has helped me a lot to understand why I feel the way I do. And um, we just got to figure out how to keep letting the people know the truth. We're heading into another break. Your calls, I'm going to close the phones right now. So hang on. We're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Deberton. And we're going to talk about these existential threats and climate change. And what can you do about this? You're listening to CO2. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We have CO2 Coalition on today. Visit their website at CO2Coalition.org. And join us back here in just a few minutes. And we will be right back. As a business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend Cover Wallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. Cover Wallet is 
help tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call Cover Wallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high quality work and high quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code Bethann and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, My Pillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168 and use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, Dr. Debertine, last week we had Dr. Patrick Moore on. 
And uh, he was saying that CO2 Coalition's members are all there only by invitation. So you guys are a special group of people. And I really appreciate what you do. And I sympathize with you somewhat because you're going against the norm. I mean, it's like you're the salmon swimming upstream and it's it's hard to do because people have been uh, been fed these lies about climate change and the carbon issues and the evils of CO2 and, and how the people are evil for allowing it to happen and, and on and on and on. So I know that you're fighting a battle that is not necessarily popular, and I'm glad to be on board with you guys, and I appreciate what you do. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, you've... Um, Tell me how how you uh, view what CO two coalition is doing. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. I know each one of you kind of takes your own thing. You've written some books, and uh, the last book you wrote is, I guess it's the last one, the Building Wealth Slowly. Is that the most recent book you've had? Or uh, well, there's some others in there too uh, as well. Okay. I've written an intermediate uh, textbook in uh, microeconomics as well uh, recently. Oh. Oh, that's that's cool. Right. You know, I get a kick out of everybody writing books, and and it's I've been writing a book for several years, and I just can't seem to get it done. I'm such a busy person, or at least I think I am, and uh, so I'm always amazed at people that get these books written. And I had to just laugh literally out loud out loud this morning because there's some person who's already written a book about the coronavirus crisis, <laughs> and we haven't even got halfway through it yet. So. Right. You don't even but, know what the ending will be. Yeah, but they've already written the book, and they're already selling the book, and, I, and I'm, just, I'm just laughing but because yeah. uh, everybody's written a book. But we All do need to know the truth. Goes routinely. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think they have what they call ghost writers, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm they sure. really write those books themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, CO2 Coalition is doing a good work, and and I want you to talk a little bit about that. I don't know how long you've been a member. I didn't know you were going to be my guest till nine o'clock this morning, so I only had about an hour to to uh, to prep it. And uh, that's one reason I called you on the phone. I wanted to visit with you, uh, know what I was getting into here, and um, uh, so I want you to tell me what CO2 Coalition, how you see what their their mission is, and how they're doing. Well, a lot of this gets focused on the issues related to politicians making statements about uh, uh, climate change that are ungrounded in uh, fact, but our more basic purpose is to uh, basically uh, educate people with regard to the important role that carbon dioxide plays in uh, plant growth and food production and, and that sort of thing. And once you understand that, then that gives you a uh, new outlook with respect to uh, public policy uh, issues related to what we should do to uh, keep the planet from warming. Um, Carbon dioxide, in fact, is really important uh, to life on Earth. In, In fact, life on Earth would not exist without carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And to see it treated as if it's just some pollutant that we need to get rid of is just wrong. And part of what we're trying to do is educate people in that regard, uh, regardless of who you are, whether you're a uh, a child in school, a a, uh, college student, or an adult. Uh, It's really important to know that carbon dioxide is why you're here. 
um, and that uh, life as we know it couldn't exist without it. And from there then becomes the issue of uh, how much carbon dioxide should there be in the air. And there's a lot of research that basically shows that plants grow better, not worse, if there's more carbon dioxide in the air, not less. And then that brings up a whole series of issues related to uh, whether or not the federal government should even be involved in trying to control the amount of carbon dioxide or limit the amount of carbon dioxide in the air. We're perhaps trading off uh, uh, food production in that regard. In other words, we would have uh, more starvation and less food if the carbon dioxide level in the air was lowered to where it was, say, 30 or 50 years ago. And I've got a paper out that, uh, that talks about that, uh, that a lot of the uh, growth in food production may very well be directly related to the fact that the carbon dioxide level in the air has gradually risen a bit over the last 30 or 50 years. Well, I would like to have that paper. I would post that on my Facebook, on my uh, on my website, so people could yeah, read can, that I as well. I can get you a copy of that real easy. Absolutely. I, I, my mind goes back again. I was talking, uh, you know, earlier about the children, and and uh, I have several grandchildren, and it worries me that what they're being taught in the public school system and what they're hearing about the climate, and they're taught to be activists. You know, <laughs> they're taught to go out there and be activists, and there's nothing wrong with picking up trash and cleaning and being clean and all this and that. I'm all for that. It's what they're being taught in the process. But there was a book that was out years ago, and it's no longer in. Uh, uh, in publication. It's no longer available. But it was called Facts Not Fear. And I didn't know if you were familiar with that or not. And it was for homeschoolers. Uh, and I would like to see CO2 Coalition come up with another rendition of that for the children. It, that one was written by uh, Michael Sonera and Jane Shaw. Um, and it was really a good book. I have one here in my office, but uh, you can't find them or you just find one here and there, maybe on Amazon or something. But uh, that would be a good thing, I think, for uh, the CO2 coalition to do to kind of reeducate the children and make that available. I would I'd love to be a part of that. That would be fantastic. Please. Exactly. Unless you already have one and I don't know about it. <laughs> that could be, too. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, we all we all have a little powwow about that. I think that would be a great idea for the children, and uh, mm-hmm. um, so because, like I said, that's that's where our future is, right there. So, children. So, what we're teaching them now is what's going to happen in D.C. tomorrow, and exactly. so we have to teach them the right things, and uh, that really concerns me a lot. We're just about out of time. Dr. Deberton, thank you so much. I know you were here last minute. Uh, we had a cancellation from CO2, and I, I appreciate you so much being here with me. It's been a lot of fun. You've been fun to chat with and, and to glean from, and and uh, you got to come up with a recipe. I did, so you got to come up with a canned, uh, canned casserole recipe, too. <laughs> I appreciate all that you're doing. Thank you so much for that, and uh, uh We'll have you back. We'll have you back again if you're willing. We'll do that again. And let's chat about maybe everybody writing another book uh, for the children to uh, have the facts and not the fear. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone at CO2 Coalition and what you do. Visit their website, CO2Coalition.org. Very simple. CO2Coalition.org. Together with the facts and the truth and using our common sense, 
You know what we'll do? Don't. Don't. Don't panic. But stay calm and conquer and bring America home.